0: Special thanks to Cleveland Clinic for helping us bring you today's PO Leadership's Snippet Podcast. Welcome to our Snippets Podcast. I'm Leon Gorin, CEO and President of PO Leadership, North America's premier peer-to-peer network and leadership advisory firm. Today, we welcome Tim Collins, President and Founder of StaffLink Solutions and longtime member of PO Leadership. Tim founded StaffLink Solutions almost 20 years ago, and has built it into one of the great IT recruiting firms in the country. He's an incredible athlete and was an amazing runner before we introduced him to cycling many years back in the town of Blue Mountains at a race called the Centurion Race. Now, I want everybody to think about this because I'll never forget the moment. Tim shows up to the race at that time, and this is maybe eight, nine years ago, with his mountain bike and uh, ready to go for his first 25-kilometer race. Now, I have to say today... My advice to you: You certainly don't want to be racing up any mountain with Tim, because the only sight you'll see, and only for a short period of time, will be the back of his shirt. Tim, it's great to have you with us today. Thanks, Leon. I don't know what gets you an incredible athlete. I, I you put us to shame on the cycling side. Leon,
1: you taught me everything I know about cycling, so I'm yeah. Here. <laughs>
0: Thanks. <laughs> All right, let's talk about people and recruiting. And uh, I'm going to take us back to March 2020, pre-pandemic, and um, hindsight today, back then, if you and I were talking and we just, the pandemic's coming, big surprise for you today where we're sitting compared to what you thought we'd be sitting.
1: Yeah, last March, I mean, everything just all hiring froze uh, for months. Uh, I didn't know if we would be a company a year later. Uh, we had to double down on training for all of our people. We built up our database. We started to pipeline candidates and, you know, improve our processes for when things came back. We were hopeful. And sure enough, they came back. And And our industry, we're very fortunate because people can work from home and we're grateful. And it's led us to be able to triple in size over the last 12 months.
0: Yeah, it really IT has it, it's really exploded, and and so you know for our audience, we think about it. We're out there recruiting. Everyone typically has some IT department within their organization. What's the landscape look like today in terms of trying to find the right talent?
1: Yeah, it's it's very competitive. Uh, we're seeing people with. Uh, Four to five offers. There was a study done um, recently in the U.S. where uh, Java Java developers have between five and seven offers to choose from uh, when they're getting uh, jobs. So we're we're having to coach uh, our clients on their processes and hiring because if your process was to wait a month to hire from the resumes to hire, you're going to lose the candidates. So we're we're coaching people, you know, five five to ten business days at the most, and uh, even at that, you've got to be competitive. And then you've also got to think how you're going to retain those people once you get them on board Uh, because it's so competitive uh, in retaining them. So it's um, moving very quickly. Uh, But on the positive side, if you're an employer and you're trying to do hiring, you get – a much wider scope because if they can work remotely, you can get top developers from places like Saskatchewan, Prince Edward Island, all across Canada. And we've we've had those successes where we've been able to place people from places that wouldn't normally because because they can work remotely.
0: So it's it's actually interesting. I, I coming out of diversity and inclusion session today with Kim Scott, and we didn't really talk about we but. In her book, she talks about hiring, right? And you're talking about compressing the hiring uh, process today because it's so competitive. She talks about not expanding it, but having multiple people do the interviews, right? So we're covering that. Are you seeing that in in your environment?
1: Yeah, for sure. We see, uh, and I think that's good because you get much more. I'm sure she talked about objectivity, right? And having, because different people are going to be influenced even subconsciously. bias that you get. You know, if I interview a cyclist, you know, I might be more inclined to like that person, even though they might not be as qualified as somebody else, or I might talk to them a, a little bit differently. So we are seeing that and you'll get a more diverse workforce um, by doing that. And the great thing about you know remote work is you, you do have access to uh, a much broader group of people And and your company will be more. I'm sure she talked about this. Your company will be more successful if you can create a more diverse uh, group of people. You have diverse thoughts, and you'll have diverse um, uh, attitudes towards uh, new products. And it really helps your organization in the long run.
0: The other thing that you know concerns me is everybody talks about inflation, but in your world today, in the technology side, the wages are. Are you seeing that? escalate like I, I don't know what would be the difference today if I was hiring an individual compared to a year ago is it jump 10 15 person's getting seven offers oh my god yeah. how am I going to compete
1: yeah and and, and it, it is a bit crazy and um and then if you're a startup sometimes they'll overpay from say a fortune 500 company because they feel like they need to or um they have that money but there's always the unique skill set that's over that's going to be overpaid So that whether it's a supply and demand type thing, right? So there's the newest things around machine learning and artificial intelligence, right? So people that have those kinds of skills right now are really in demand. Um, People that have, um, you know, certain technologies that are, you know, the audience might not want me to list all the different technologies, but there's certain things that over the years are always going to give people that 10% to your point, but you know, they're, to compete right now, sometimes it's not always all salary. Um, You have to have bonuses to compete in technology because most technology professionals are getting a 10 to 15% bonus on an annual basis. Um, And, you know, it's, it's subjective to, you know, how the company does and how they do, but that's what we're seeing now. Companies that don't have that, it's really tough to compete. If you don't have health benefits, you can't compete. They need to have the three weeks vacation. So you have to look as an employer, what are some of the things I can do that are outside the salary as well that are going to, uh, and what are the types of projects that I can offer to these people? You need to be able to show them the roadmap of what they're going to be involved in. You know, it's like recruiting a star athlete almost, you know, these people really have a pick of where they want to go. So on that note, and and we talked
0: about it and it's, it's coming to light now, Right. Working at home versus working in the office. In the tech worlds, I think you got Shopify saying we don't need to be in the office. People can work from home. Google recently announced, so the CEO said, "No, everybody will be coming back to the office." And I think more than twelve days away, you need written permission to actually do this.
1: Is it a benefit when you're recruiting today? What are you hearing? What do people want? Yeah, I. I- I think Google can do what they want and they're going to get people, but not everybody's Google, right? So uh, what we're hearing is candidates are saying, and this is anecdotally, but, you know, over hundreds of people that we've interviewed in the last month, I would say about 80, 90% of them are saying, I want the option to work from home. And so when you're saying to people, uh, if you're saying, if you're an employer and you're saying to people, you need to come into the office three days a week, five days a week, You're going to shrink your talent pool that you're trying to get. And we've actually had a number of people turn down offers where employers have said, you need to come to the office for three days a week, even not even five days. Um, So I think what you have to look at as an employer, and, and I went, I'm going through this myself, you know, we've all got leases, we've got spaces and we think, well, we need to use those spaces, but think about how you need to use them strategically. You need to have everybody there five days a week. Can you do it in, you know, uh, just in times type situation once a week? You know, I think a lot of the banks and the big financial institutions are looking at it going, okay, we're going to rotate people through and give people the option. There are some people that want to be in the office, right? Um, yeah. If you have, depending on your family circumstance at home or where you're living, you know, they want to go into the office, but there's, they're definitely a small, small minority those folks.
0: Wow, that's 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 actually really interesting. It's it's a big fear for everyone, right? We just don't know what's going to be required when we come back to the office. And will people come back? Um, add the recruiting element here, and it's it's even dip, more difficult. What about I mean, with all this going on, retention must be a huge issue too, right? And <laughs> hanging on to people, even in your environment. I mean, you talked a little bit about the culture of staff link. What are you doing to keep your people? Because I'm sure they're in high demand as well.
1: Right. It's, it's you know, the turnover in, in staffing is people are generally less than a year. They stay with a staffing company. So oh, you wow. have to do, and you invest a lot. By the time you get somebody up and running, it's, you know, six months. So what we, we've done a few things over the years that, to build that culture. And I think over the last 15 years, there's three things that sort of stand out that we've done that really helped us. And I stole one of these from you, Leon, but the offsite meetings, you know, I went with PEO to an offsite meeting and I saw the bonds that were formed there and the relationships that you develop outside of the actual workplace. So when you come back to the workplace, you have those friendships, relationships. And it's the same thing with our company. You know, we did things like the uh, Amazing Race. And we put people on teams, and they're in canoes and paddle paddle boats, and um, they had to go around Fern Resort or Blue Mountain Resort or wherever it was. Actually, on your LinkedIn page, Tim, I see the picture. Yeah. It looks yeah. like an
0: offsite retreat. You got your team up there yeah. on the top or of the on segways, yeah, on segways. That's right,
1: yeah. At segways at Blue Mountain. So it, it's uh, you know we did these things, and and many of the people had never done them. Some of them were afraid to do them but then they do them together and they solve problems together outside of the office and you have meetings. And the thing I learned as well um, from PEO is that if the one person's talking the whole time, it's not effective. So when I do these retreats, we get everybody to talk about their uh, area of expertise. And so it it empowers that group. So our offsite is the one thing that we do. The second thing is, um, We go to the CPA Ski Day, which I think you may have attended with us. It's a fundraiser for people that uh, can't ski, that have a disability, and it gives them that opportunity. But we take our team there overnight, and it's an annual thing we've done for a decade, and people really bond there. And then the last thing we do is profit share. And so it's not the only last thing, but those three things combined together, I was thinking about it the other day, we haven't had anybody leave in five years from our company
0: fantastic and,
1: um, and we give apple watches after five years <laughs> oh. <laughs> to,
0: to <staff>. i love <laughs> it i love it tim i want to thank you so much for sharing some of these insights i mean they're just great and and i know a lot of the uh, members and those in the community listening um will find some real gold cool nuggets here especially we're all faced with retaining, hiring, and and thinking about this, whether it's simply in the IT industry or elsewhere. So uh, really appreciate you doing this with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Leon. Really appreciate it. If you're interested in any of our live webcasts, The Way Forward Live, and, and or any other snippets, please take a moment and visit us at po-leadership.com. You'll find on our site various previous recorded webcasts, which include guests such as Professor Janice Stein, Harvard's Rosabeth Cantor, Michael Beer, Rob Chestnut, Dr. Greg Wells, Jason Self, Mitchell Golter, and many more as we cover such topics as mental health, leadership, the World Reset, reset, and a host of others. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you again shortly.